Keeping it real with Phil Gordon. Welcome to Conversations. I'm your host, Charles Kirkland Jr. And it's my favorite time of the month. Every time we, I get an opportunity to meet with someone who's doing something wonderful in the city, as far as the arts go, I'm an excited person. And today I have a documentary filmmaker who's committed to bringing audiences up close and personal to people and communities facing the challenges and opportunities of the 21st century offering candid perspectives that allow viewers to draw their own conclusions. His film focuses on the intersection of politics, economics, social issues, and daily life. He's been filming on the ground in areas like the Turkish-Syrian border, Juarez, Mexico, West Virginia, wherever there's a film to be made, a story to be told, he's there. He's had some credits for a, a film called Out to Vote uh, after Hurricane Michael. He's even done The Fields of Imokali, which is uh, an interesting film. His latest film is called Go Go City, Displacement and Protest in Washington, D.C., which screened locally at Film Fest D.C. and tells the story of the rich legacy of go-go music and the official music of District of Columbia. So I am happy to bring to the show today a wonderful filmmaker named Samuel George. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Charles. It's a total Mm -hmm. pleasure to be here. It's an honor to be a part of the program. So I'm just uh, genuinely thankful, and I appreciated that very kind introduction. (laughs) Well, it's nothing if not true. So the first question I have for everyone that comes on the show is, tell me what it means to you to be named the Filmmaker of the Month for the month of December 2021. It means a lot. I mean, there's just so many different kind of ways that I think about it. I mean, first of all, just as a, a personal honor, you know, somebody to recognize the work that I'm doing. I mean, that feels amazing. But to specifically be recognized in Washington, D.C., and part of a creative community in Washington, D.C., you know, I've lived here or there. I mean, I, I, I'm out of town right now, but I've, I, I've lived in Washington, D.C. for over a decade now, and I, I wasn't expecting that when I came. It was a city that really kind of sucked me in. Yeah. And you, you see a few years later that you're really part of a fabric and a community and just so much creativity in this city. And you see it in the arts, you see it outside of the arts, the folks that work in government or in different kind of, uh, you know, official business kind of capacities, just the level of creativity and the thought that goes into stuff. You definitely see it in the music. You mentioned Go-Go. You see it every night in a Go-Go from the back line, you know, to the lead talker, to the jazz scene in D.C. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all, All different kind of elements there. And to be considered part of that fabric feels wonderful. So that's just like the personal way of looking at it. I feel like in documentary film, you're reliant on people opening up to you mm-hmm. and sharing their stories and sharing yeah. their realities and sharing their vulnerabilities. So I feel good to be acknowledged in that way too, because if it's bringing more attention to those stories and those people, I feel a little bit more like that time that they gave me was worth it, that I came through on my side to bring their voice which they were fine enough to share with me, but they really want to do is get their voice out there. Right. And if I can help them do that, then that, that feels good too. So those are just some of the ways I feel and just kind of thankful. All right. Great. Tell me, what, what was your motivation for making this latest, your latest film, Go Go City? What, what, what drove you to putting this thing together? 
Yeah, that's a crazy story. I mean, so I, I live and work in Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. uh, but for a good chunk of my filmmaking career, my work has largely been international, you know, places like India or Italy, Brazil, Cuba. We filmed in Mexico, as you mentioned. And slowly, as I got more into the craft of filmmaking, I got closer and closer to home. So you mm-hmm. mentioned the fields of Immokalee and after Hurricane Michael, working in West Virginia. And what I was realizing was what really matters with documentary filmmaking, uh, if you want to make a certain kind of film, is the time on the ground to get to know somebody, to build that trust. And the thing is, if you go to some faraway place, you might only have a little bit of time on the ground. And either you get it or you don't. And whatever you get, you get. And what you didn't get, you're probably not going back because so much budget gets chewed up. Right. And I realized, you know, well, if I start working closer to home, I can spend more time on the ground and make what I thought was a more complete and honest product. And I was sort of getting closer and closer and closer to Washington, D.C. But meanwhile, in the background of all this, you know, when I came to D.C., I just kind of fell in love with go-go music. Never thought I would get to make a documentary about it. You know, I should mention up front that I work for a nonprofit organization, the Bertelsmann Foundation. It's a wonderful place, but it doesn't typically deal with the arts. You know, we don't usually do a lot of projects on music or or fun things. You know, it's like a typical think tank kind of environment. But I just on my own just fell in love with go-go music. Started going every week to different shows. I was a regular at at Sugar Bear and EU at the meeting place. And from there, just kind of spreading out. And it got to meet people to the point where Sugar Bear would call me up on stage and I would play, I would play guitar with it. It was amazing to have, uh, you know, my first go-go music experience with some of the greatest of all time playing next to me. It was incredible. Wow. But, you know, what that did for me is it gave me this window into this real DC that I hadn't seen otherwise. The people that grew up here. Mm-hmm. And the music that they grew up around and the places that they grew up going for food or the neighborhoods that they lived in. And I realized that not only did this exist, but it was being pushed out in this kind of really violent kind of gentrification that was occurring. So, you know, the way I talk about this film, I say it came from a place of love and a place of anger. Uh, it came from a place of love in terms of really enjoying the depth of culture, which is just incredibly unique. I mean, what Washington, D.C. has in terms of go-go music and beyond, you just don't find that in other places. And the anger of having it being pushed off the map. Um, Yeah. And I thought there was a chance that I could, because I I wasn't going to make a history of go-go music. I wasn't the right person for that. I mean, I love the music, but I'm not a go-go expert. You know, I wouldn't be the right person to make that film. But gentrification, that's an economic issue that's Mm -hmm. hitting all over the country and all over the world. That's the kind of things we do at Bertelsmann Foundation. And I thought that maybe there was a way I could use the music to talk about this issue of gentrification. Yeah. And and that's what we did. You know, and that got me to the point where I was working at home. So I didn't have to use budget, limited budget for a hotel or, you know, a flight. I could work as much as I wanted. And that's really all I want to do is work on documentary films. So I really got to put in the work over the months. And, um, you know, like I say, when you're somewhere else, you kind of either get lucky or you don't. Right. But in Washington, if you're ready, if, if, you, if you're working where you live, you just have to wait for the moment to come and you're there. 
Nice, nice. I, I, I was going to say, I really appreciate, we had a lot of stories about gentrification, movies about gentrification, I, and we've had movies about Gogo, but I don't think we've ever had the parallel of the two together. And I think you do it in a, a very uh, seamless and honest way that makes us look at it in a different way that we haven't seen before. So I really appreciate that about this film. Well, thank you. I mean, I appreciate that. That's what I tried to do. And um, I think that I, I realized how important this culture is to the people who lived here. And that it was, I mean, I always feel wherever I'm working, a pressure to get it right. But I felt that very strongly here that this deserved, that this was really people's heritage. Right. And it needed to be dealt with, with the utmost respect and accuracy. And, um, you know, it was tough because you're right. It's an ambitious goal, you know, to talk about go-go and then to talk about the gentrification. And then we had the protests for racial justice. Right. It was never meant to be part of the documentary because we had no idea that COVID was going to happen. And we had no idea the murder of George Floyd was going to occur. Yeah. yeah. To be able to pivot and include that as well. So it's kind of a three-dimensional thing. And, um, you know, there's sacrifices there because you don't get to go into the full depth on any of those topics that you might like to do. Right. But by weaving it together, I do think it adds a depth of story that we hope to hit with it. Yes, 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 indeed. So, so uh, how has, I mean, you mentioned COVID, how has COVID affected you in, in your production schedule of this movie and then maybe whatever else that you're doing right now? Yeah, I mean, I have to tell you, it was just, it was such luck that I started in January, February, 2020 on this piece about Washington, DC. And then COVID hits and we all get shut down. You know, mm -hmm. I know for us at Bertelsmann Foundation, we weren't going to the office just like nobody else was going to the office, but also there was no travel being permitted. You know, if I had been doing my documentary in Florida, forget about it. Right. I wouldn't have been able to continue to work. But because I was working in Washington, there was always that window that if, if I could get going again, I could get going pretty quickly. The startup could be pretty quick. And uh, when the protest movement began, you know, I think that um, the initial impetus for it was clearly this racial disparity in policing, right, mm -hmm. and criminal justice. That's why that, that was the, what set it off. But then very quickly, it became a conversation about broader systemic racism in employment, in education, in healthcare, all these conversations came to the fore. And from my perspective, you know, one of the ways that systemic racism manifests itself in Washington, D.C. is gentrification. Yeah. So I thought that these protests actually fit into this kind of story. Mm -hmm. So I just began filming. Yeah. So that, that's how I broke the, uh, the COVID, my personal <laughs> filming lockdown was with the protests. And then one of the most poetic things I've ever filmed in my life occurred. And that was um, the go-go music becoming the, the root, like driving force of these protests. Right. And there you have a situation where you have people using their culture and their history and their music to come back and make their presence felt in the very streets that over the last couple of decades, people have been getting pushed off of. Right. And, and I, you know, because I had just been there from day one filming it, I was there as that turn occurred. And then, you know, we, we've just kept going, uh, kept going, you know, try to follow protocols and, and this and that. But I, I hate to say it, but I just had this driving force 
to do this. And I've probably done dumb things. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in Serbia right now. Wow. Um, which is, you know, a hot spot. And I can't say that people here are really respecting, you know, the masks and mandates. But, you know, I, I have my shots and I'm doing the best I can. And it's just like this insatiable feeling of wanting to do it. So I don't know if that sounds wrong, but, you know, we, we've been doing it. Sounds passionate to me. I think it's all right. I think it's all right. So tell us, I mean, I'm going to ask you, where can, if someone wanted to see your film now, Go Go City, how, how could they get to see it? Well, that's a great question. So again, I, I want to say that I do my work for the Bertelsmann Foundation. We're a nonprofit organization. Uh, all our work is always free to the public. So that's one important thing to know. And I think that's important to know also when we talk about dealing with other people's cultures and stories that we're not in here trying to turn a revenue off it. There's none of that going on. We do nonprofit films that are freely available to the public. So all our previous documentaries are available online at bfnadocs.org. With GoGo City, we have a, we're still doing screenings of it. We spent the last year doing online screenings, you know, and film festival stuff. A lot of that was online and it's just getting back into theater. So I actually was accepted to a, the Fort Lauderdale International Film Festival. And it was the first time I've ever seen it on a big screen was in Florida. Nice. And it was really cool to see it on a big screen like that. But we got some screenings coming up in Washington, D.C. I think uh, December 8th, we're going to be at the Gotha Institute with D.C. Shorts International Film Festival. Uh, we're lining one up in February uh, with the a D.C. Public Library in their new auditorium is a beautiful folks. haven't had a chance to check out the renovated Martin Luther King Jr. Library. It's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, they did an excellent job. We're going to be there in February, hopefully with a live go-go band. We're trying to get rock steady uh, and his project to perform live afterwards. So definitely hoping for that. And we always try to bring folks from the go-go community or, or experts on gentrification to these things. So uh, DJ Rico will be appearing okay. with us on December okay. 8th. So that's really cool. I always love listening to Rico on this topic. And then we're hoping to work out a deal with MPT, which is Maryland Public Television. I mean, I don't want to jump the gun, but everything's looking good. We're, we're, we're hoping to get it on uh, Maryland Public Television with broadcasts in Washington, broadcasts in Maryland and a couple other states. Yep. And then the bottom line is, you know, one, if and when it goes there, it'll be free online. And once, it, once they publish it, we'll publish it as well, free online. And then all we hope is that people watch and check it out. And that goes for other things that we haven't uh, made public yet, such as Out to Vote, which was filmed uh, last October and November in Maryland. Nice. Okay. All right. So if somebody wanted to track what you're doing or wanted to get in contact with you, where could they go? How could they get in touch with you? Right. I mean, I think the easiest way for me, so my email is all online at the Bertelsmann Foundation website. Probably the fastest is on Twitter, which is at Samuel George 76. It's for the Philadelphia 76ers. Oh! Um, born in 84. Yeah, that's the one thing that dies hard, right? Uh, I have not transitioned from my sports teams. I don't really have a lot in common with Philadelphia, which is where I was born uh, and grew up. I don't go back there all that much besides to see family, but I still, you know, I, I ask my girlfriend, things get thrown at the TV when things start going wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that's, um, that's all right that's all right i wasn't expecting yeah, anything less from a, a person as passionate as you <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll tell her to, to understand from that perspective um 
<laughs> but yeah, get at me at Samuel George 76 on Twitter. I love hearing from people. You know, we really think of these films as conversation starters and they really work that way. And that's, so that doesn't mean like we don't really have an agenda that we're trying to hammer down anybody's throat. We rather just try to show it and, and create a conversation. So we're all about feedback. We're all about contact. And so definitely encourage people reaching out. All right. Well, I would I would have taken some time to jump into why you're in Serbia, but uh, we've come to the end of our of our time. So I thank you very much for being with us, and congratulations once again on being the filmmaker of the month. Yeah, yeah. Look forward to bringing some new content from Serbia. That's what we're doing here, uh, filming there, and and just trying to do that same thing. Just just co- get get stories and share them. And I just want to say it's an absolute honor. Uh, like I said, to be a part of the fabric, the cultural fabric of this city. So much, much appreciated. Well, thank you. And be safe out there. Thank you. Thank All you. right. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with Phil Gordon.